morning, church. A beautiful time for us to gather around God's Word. Me in my lounge, you in your home. As I continue by God's grace to bring His Word to our hearts, to our minds, to our lives. I hope you're all comfy, hope you're all settled. So please turn with me to Isaiah chapter 38. I'm going to continue to preach from Isaiah chapter 38 verses 1 to 8, where I will continue with, Can Christians Become Sick? Let me read from verse 1 of Isaiah chapter 38. In those days, Hezekiah became sick and was at the point of death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, came to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Set your house in order, for you shall die. You shall not recover. Then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord and said, Please, O Lord, remember how I have walked before you in faithfulness and with a whole heart. I have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Then the word of the Lord came to Isaiah. Go and say to Hezekiah, Thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Behold, I will add 15 years to your life. I will deliver you and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria and will defend this city. This shall be the sign to you from the Lord that the Lord will do this thing that he has promised. Behold, I will make the shadow cast by the declining sun, and the dial of Ahaz turned back ten steps. So the sun turned back on the dial, then ten steps, by which it had declined. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your grace and mercy in our lives. Thank you that you're willing for us to once again gather around the sacred scriptures, gather around the holy scriptures, Gather around your word, which is God-breathed, which is profitable to, to teach us, to rebuke us, to correct us, and to train us in righteousness. So, Father, help me now to preach your word faithfully, to handle your word accurately, to be found trustworthy with your word. Help us all also to listen, Father. Help us to, to allow your word to to saturate our minds so that we may not sin against you. Allow you, Holy Spirit, to do a great work in our hearts, in our minds, as we come to hear what the Scriptures say to us. Father, be with all the other pastors that are coming this morning to preach your word. Be merciful to us, Father. Help us to be found faithful. Help us to, to preach the truth in love with a tender heart. Make your word known to the hearts and lives of the people. Father, we thank you now. For this beautiful day. I pray and ask this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Church, don't forget to go through your bulletin. Keep praying through the bulletin. And, and keep our church in, in prayer. But again, here we are in Isaiah chapter 38. As we continue to look at Hezekiah's life. In the context of can Christians become 
sick. So we will start um, by, by just looking at the word sick. What do I mean by the word sick? What does it mean? Well, it means that we are going to suffer from some disease um, or health problem or even mental illness. Like I said last week, some pastors, some churches teach that we are sick because our faith is weak. Our faith is small. That we're not trusting God. Or there is sin in our lives. They say to their congregation, when, when, when someone has an ear infection, oh, you're, well, you're, you have earache, you have ear infection because you listen to the wrong music. Or they might say to someone that, that has an eye infection, well, you have an eye infection because you look at a man or a woman with lustful intent. Therefore, you commit adultery with him or her in your heart. How can, how can people talk like that? Yes, I, I do understand that, that a person can have an ear infection because there is some sin in their life or an eye infection because there is some sin in their life. But does that mean that, that everybody that has an ear infection in that church or, or gets an eye infection is because of some sin in their life? No. God will discipline us when there is sin in our lives. So how can these pastors say that? All the people in the church. They, they even teach that Jesus wants to, to help us to be healthy and wealthy. Well, is that the, the, the aim, the goal of Christianity? To be for God to make us healthy and wealthy and successful? Did Jesus die on the cross to forgive our sins, to bring healing just to our marriages, our parenting, our, our, our businesses, our bodies, our jobs? Did he die to bring health and wealth to our lives? So why do these pastors keep on saying this before the congregation? Why do they, why do they tell us when we are sick that we are, we are not healthy, we're not strong in, in Jesus? We get sick because our faith is weak, because we don't trust God um, to make us strong and healthy. Is it like I said, is it God's aim to make people healthy and wealthy? Last night I was chatting with the family and I, and I said to them, what is the aim of God's purpose for saving us? And it is to make us godly. And if you want to know if you're living a godly life, those who live godly lives will be persecuted. God's aim and purpose for our lives is to make us godly, is to sanctify us more into Christ-likeness. And that's the Holy Spirit's work as we read the Scriptures. Then He wants to sanctify our hearts and transform our hearts more into Christ-likeness. So that as sickness and illness comes to our lives, we can trust Him and walk humbly and faithfully with Him. I remember saying that, that someone... Remember saying last Sunday that someone gave us the three reasons why we can become sick. First one, there is sin in our lives. The second one, God will test us. And the third one, we don't know. Just like Job, never knew why tragedy came upon him and his wife. So it's to the scriptures we now look again to, to see, can Christians become sick? 
And if they can become sick, then what should they do? Yes, last Sunday we looked at can Christians become sick? And we answered yes, because we saw that in Hezekiah's life. But let's, before we move on to our second thing, to see what we should do when we become sick, let's just recap. Let's recap at this first thing that tells us that Christians can become sick which we saw in Isaiah chapter 38, verses 1 to 8, which we saw in Hezekiah's life. And we read that in verse 1 of Isaiah chapter 38. In those days, Hezekiah became sick and was at the point of death. Now, Hezekiah became ill. He's a man of God. We are people of God. And God's people do become sick. No one is exempt from getting sick. We also read Luke. Luke told us that through many tribulations we will enter the kingdom of God. And, and what brings tribulations? Well, suffering, earthquakes, persecutions, wars and sicknesses. They all are part of tribulations and they bring suffering. Like I said, the world is under a curse and out of place. And Christians are part of this world. Therefore, we are not exempt from sin's consequences. Did Hezekiah become sick because his faith was weak, small? Was it because he wasn't trusting God? Was it because there was sin in his life? No. We, we, we read in verse 3 of Isaiah chapter 38, which says, I've walked with you in faithfulness and with whole heart and have done what is good in your sight. Sickness came to him in the context of his godliness. He was living a godly life before God. So why do then Christians or pastors or churches tell us when we become sick that our faith is weak? We are not trusting God. It amazes me that they tell us this. If we tell them we are not well, we have a life-threatening illness. Like I said, there could be sin in our lives. God could be chastising us because of some sin. Therefore, he brings some illness into our lives. But we need to know and stand sincerely and genuinely before God and confess if there is sin in our lives. But Hezekiah, his faith was strong. We read that in verse 3. He was trusting in God. There was no sin in his life. Then why did he suddenly become seriously sick? Well, to answer that question, we looked at Job. And we saw that Job too became sick and, and ill. Why? Well, Job helped us to see. Because he, he said, that the way that I take when God has tried me, I shall come out as gold. As he was going through his suffering and his trials, God was refining him like gold. Gold is refined. All the dross is taken off the gold. So we're left with this pure, shiny piece of gold. And this is what God was doing to Hezekiah. He became sick, not because his faith was small. He wasn't trusting God. He became sick so that God could strengthen him 
He was already strong, but then he could grow in his strength more. He could become stronger in the grace of God and that he could come forth as gold. And that's the same for us, Christian. As we suffer, God will also sanctify us so that we come forth as gold. God will try us and he will, he will test us. But are we willing to go to the scriptures? Are we willing to look to Jesus, look to God's word, and then allow the Holy Spirit to sanctify us and transform our hearts more into Christ-likeness so that we can be godly as we work through our suffering, through our illness? I said last Sunday, as we suffer, we too will come out as gold. But let's not... Let's not try and work suffering out. Suffering is a great puzzle. So do not even try and work it out. It will bring more suffering. Except that there is illness and sickness in your life. Thank God for it. Trust God and walk with Him. Is it easy? No. Let's not pretend it's easy. But His grace is sufficient. Christ is sufficient. His word is sufficient to give us that hope. To encourage us. To keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. To put our hope and trust in these promises, these future promises. That we, if we go to be with the Lord, are going to one day be in a new heavens and new earth. Where no sin, no pain, no suffering, no tears will be found. We will be living in righteousness. So this first thing that we looked at last Sunday from Hezekiah's life, from Isaiah chapter 38, that Christians do become sick. Will we believe that this is what the scriptures tell us? Which brings us to our second thing. And the second thing that we want to look at this morning, the second thing that we want to see from Hezekiah's life, in Isaiah chapter 38, again verses 1 to 8, is, is what to do. What do you do when you become sick? Well, we should pray. But then the same people that tell us that, that we are sick because our faith is small, we're not trusting God, will also tell us God won't hear your prayers because there's sin in your life. You're not trusting Him. Well, does God not hear our prayers when we are sick? Well, let's again look at the sacred scriptures. Because there, in the scriptures, God tells us, yes, He does hear our prayers when we become sick. We read that in the middle of verse 5 of Isaiah chapter 38. I've heard your prayer. See, Hezekiah prayed. God heard his prayers. In his illness, in his sickness, God heard him. So will God hear our prayers through our sicknesses? Will he be interested in us as we cry out for healing, for him to help us? Yes. Don't allow people to tell you something else. Be like the Bereans. Always go to the scriptures, search the scriptures and see what they say is in line with God's truth. We must become men and women of truth and, and walk in truthfulness, 
not distort the scriptures. So, when people tell you that you cannot become sick, and then you go to them and tell them, I'm sick and I'm praying, and they tell you, well, you're kind of wasting your time. God's not going to hear you. But you tell them, yes, I am praying. And, and, and I believe God is going to hear me. But then they tell you, well, you better pray fervently. You better pray humbly. You better pray long. And you better pray earnestly. Otherwise, God's not going to make you. Well, well, God can make us well. Yes, it's true. We need to pray humbly, fervently, and earnestly, and genuinely, and sincerely before the throne of grace, before our Heavenly Father. But we can also come as we are with a broken and contrite heart. And in our weakness, we can cry out to God. All you have to do is look. If there is sin in your life, confess it. And then just cry out to God. Look what Hezekiah did. In verse 1 of Hezekiah chapter 38, we are told by Isaiah the prophet that he says, that Thus says the Lord, set your house in order, for you shall die, you shall not recover. This is what um, Isaiah the prophet told Hezekiah. But we know that Hezekiah did not die. So, so what, what made God hear his prayers? He's sick. I thought God doesn't hear the prayers of someone that is sick. So what, God, what made God hear his prayers? What made God change his mind towards Hezekiah, who is seriously sick, who is about to die, who was told to get his house in order and you shall not recover? God told him he's going to die. Well, Hezekiah did what we all should do. He turned to God in prayer. He, he, he entrusted his whole being. He entrusted his illness, his sickness to God. And, and let's be honest. We go to the doctor. We tell him there's something wrong with us. He, he does the blood test. He sends it away, comes back. And then he tells us that we have cancer. As a Christian, what should we do? We should do what Hezekiah did. We should cry out to the Lord. Who wants to hear such news? No one. But we can entrust that news to God. We can hand over that news to God and say, and spread it before God and cry to Him in prayer and share our agonizing heart, our painful heart, we can cry out to God. And that's what Hezekiah does. After hearing the tragic news, he turns to the Lord in prayer. And we notice he wept, wept bitterly. We also notice that he turned his face to the wall. And he wept bitterly. We must learn from Hezekiah. We must learn that we're not always going to have the words. We don't always need the words. God sees 
through you into your heart. He sees your suffering. He sees your pain. He sees what is going on in your heart in spite of words. And he will see if you genuinely have a broken and contrite heart before him. This is what Hezekiah had. He comes before God and he weeps. He hasn't said anything. He hasn't even broken out into prayer, but he breaks out into tears. I love Psalm 6, verses 6 to 7. says, I'm weary with my moaning. This is David. I'm weary with my moaning. Every night I flood my bed with tears. I drench my couch with weeping. My eyes waste away because of grief. It grows weak because of all my foes. I'm weary with my moaning. Every night I flood my bed with tears. I drench my couch with weeping. Folks, we must learn to weep before God. We must learn to, to shed our tears before God. I don't know what's bothering you, what is causing anxiety in your life at this present moment during lockdown, COVID-19. But I encourage you and I, and I challenge you and I exhort you, go to God. Cry out to Him. Get on, on your hands and knees. Fall flat on your, on your, on your tummy. Spread out your hands and make yourself prostrate. And cry out to God. Cry out to God in prayer. Someone said, it is, not, is it not sweet to believe that our tears are understood? God, God knows your tears. He understands your tears. Even when words fail, let us learn to think of tears as liquid praise. Cry out to God and then wait on Him. God does not always have to answer our prayers. Yes, He answered Hezekiah and we'll look at that. But God does not always have to answer our prayers. And there's nothing strange about that. It should not overburden us that, that God is not hearing us now, in an hour's time, in 24 hours' time, in two days' time or in a week's time. Cry out. That is what we are commanded to do, is to pray. Cry out. Weep before God. Continue weeping. Be persistent. Be consistent. Don't give up. Because God is not always going to answer our prayers immediately. Someone said, it teaches us a lesson that God knows better than we do. That there are some things it is better for us not to receive, at least not yet. So someone said, it teaches us a lesson that God knows better than we do. That there are some things it is better for us not to receive, at least not yet. Leave your prayers with God. Wait on Him. Someone else said, if God answered every prayer, we will have an unending list of requests and we will end up playing God. God knows what we need to humble us, to break us, 
so that in weakness we cry out to him. I think of the Apostle Paul who suffered so much. He was shipwrecked. He was beaten. He was left hungry. He nearly drowned. He was stoned. And then there was that time when he prayed to God, please remove the thorn from my flesh. He went to God and he prayed, remove this thorn from my flesh. And God says, my grace is sufficient for you, Paul. For my power is made perfect in weakness. That is when we weak. That is when God's glory, grace, all his attributes, his character that he's given to us can be made known. That we can be the light and salt to the world. Paul trusted God with the thorn in his flesh. He knew his grace was sufficient for his life. He promised Paul that. God promises the same, that his word is sufficient, his son is sufficient, his grace is sufficient. For our lives. Do you believe in the sufficiency of scripture? We should. We should hold on to the sacred scriptures. They are our hope. While we are alive. If we have a life threatening sickness. Then, then hold on to the scriptures. Keep praying to God. While you are alive. God can still heal you. God can still help you. But the most important thing is. Don't stop doing what you normally do. Keep praying. Keep reading the scriptures. Keep living. Keep trusting God. Wait on Him. Do everything you can for the glory of God. But continue pouring out your tears. Continue pouring out your words to God who cares for us more than we will ever know or understand we should do the one thing we don't always do. And that is, do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. That's the beautiful, that's the beauty of prayer. That we, that we can go to God, cast our anxieties upon Him, Thank Him. And knowing that He promises to give us that peace. To guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So we can have that peace to be rational. To keep worshipping Him. To keep our eyes fixed on Him. As we walk with this suffering. This sickness. But it's also encouraging to know from the scriptures. And God promises in the scriptures that no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. No temptation comes our way. No illness, no sickness, no trial comes our way that we cannot handle. And the way out and the escape is to just dig and dive into the scriptures and allow them to comfort us and encourage us. That is our way out. That is our hope, the sufficiency of scripture. What comfort and peace for our hearts, for our minds to know that the, 
the God of all comfort, has given us his word, given us the Holy Spirit, the helper, to comfort us through our illnesses and sicknesses, especially now through this time of lockdown. I hope that we are still allowing God's word to strengthen us and encourage us. It's a test of character. It's a test of faith. It's a test to see if Christ is in you, if you are truly saved. I'm not saying we must be perfect. I'm not calling for perfectionism. But I'm, I'm saying that we at least should be looking to God through our trials, with our sufferings, because He is the God of all comfort. And, 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 and Hezekiah is told what we should all do. If we're sick and there's some illness in our lives, we go to the doctor. God is... God has given doctors the ability, it's because of his wisdom, he's given the, the doctors the ability to diagnose what is wrong with us. So they can give us medicine to help us. Yet the same people that tell us that our weakest faith, we're sick because our weakest faith, there's sin in our lives, we're not trusting God, will also tell you, don't go to the doctor. It shows you don't have faith. It shows you're not trusting God. But look what happens to Hezekiah. He's told to place a cake of figs and apply it to the boil that it may recover. That's it's medicine. Where do these people get this teaching from? The God of this age has blinded their minds from seeing the truth and sharing the truth with their congregation. I mean, Paul tells Timothy because he has a weak stomach, Timothy, take a little wine for sensitive stomach problems and your sickness that is in there. Medicine. See, Christians cannot claim, and just reading around, Christians cannot claim freedom from sickness because of strong faith, like some people teach. The question to them is, does that mean that they are never going to die? Death is after all the end result of the process of sickness and decay. They kind of, they contradict themselves. And there's a lovely quote. Someone said, God can and does heal in answer to prayer. Find comfort in that, Christian. God is not answering your prayer at the moment. Be patient with God. And Christians, be sensitive. Pray for that person. Encourage that person. Don't point out that their faith is weak, that there's sin in their life. Be gentle, be, be sensitive, lift them, build them up in Christ, give them the scriptures to comfort them. Yes, help them to examine their heart, to see if there is no sin in their life. But be gentle, because like this person said, God can and does heal in answer to prayer. But such healing are not always the best for us. There are more important matters than bodily healing. Maintaining a good testimony is one. And remembering that sooner or later, heaven is where all Christians belong, is another. So this is the second thing that we looked at from Hezekiah's life in Isaiah chapter 38. To see if God hears our prayers. Yes, he does. He wants us to cry to him, weep. Because he hears our prayers and he wants to help us. He might not heal us 
in the physical form. But if we cry out for wisdom and strength and grace, he will give us the wisdom and the grace to help us in time of need. So these two things that we've looked at this morning, from Isaiah chapter 38, to see if Christians can become sick. Yes, they can become sick. What must they do? They must pray because God hears their prayers. Well, we will we look to the cross? There on the cross, Jesus, the author and perfecter of, faith, of our faith, died for us. Will we learn from him, from his word, a man who was a model of prayer? Even on the cross, he cried out to his father. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to his father, who is able to save him from death, and he was heard for his godly fear. The most encouraging thing is that we have a faithful high priest who hears our prayers. He hears us when we cry to him. He might not answer our prayers immediately. but The fact that he hears our prayers, that there is someone who wants to listen to us, I encourage us to run to him and in godly fear and in reverence cry out to our Heavenly Father through our faithful mediator, Jesus Christ, and share your supplications with him when you are not well when you are suffering with a sickness or a severe trial in your life, cry out to God. He hears us. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our griefs and sins to bear. What a friend we have in Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that we can look to you, but not only you, but to your word. Thank you for our salvation that comes through Jesus Christ. And thank you that we receive the Holy Spirit when we repent and believe and put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you we receive the Holy Spirit who lives in us, who wants to illuminate the scriptures to teach us your truth. And your truth is, yes, we can become sick. And your truth is, yes, you hear our prayers and you will heal us in your time. But give us wisdom, Father, because your truth is full of promises that we will, as we wait on you, you will strengthen us. You will never leave us. You will never forsake us. You love us. So, Father, please forgive us when we do not come to you all the time. Forgive us when we do not cry to you. Forgive us when we do not trust in you. And forgive us when our faith is weak. But that's not because we're sick. It's because we are struggling. We are weak. We are pathetic. We are feeble. Forgive us, Father, when we don't come to you and we lean on our own understanding and try to be wise in our own eyes. But give us wisdom, Father, just to come to your throne of grace with confidence and draw near to you with confidence and plead with you for grace and mercy, knowing you will give us grace in time of need, knowing you will also give us wisdom to endure our sufferings. Father, have mercy upon us. Please help us as a church to continue to keep our eyes on Jesus Christ our author and perfecter of our faith, as we walk with him through COVID-19, as we, as we entrust our lives, as we entrust all our prayers with him, he hears us. May we know that. May we be grateful and thankful that our God is alive and he hears us. 
pray and ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Please turn with me to 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians, as I close with a benediction from 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, reading verse 16, and then jump into verse 18. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times, in every way. The Lord be with you all. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all forever and more. And all God's people say, Amen.